This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Surgical masks. You see them everywhere. We tried to buy them and they were sold out in 20 pharmacies. But do they work? Can they really protect you from the coronavirus? The kind of masks that the general public is using, they don't block out all the air. Then, ding-dong ditch deaths. All over a harmless prank like this. And after the bombshell testimony by the Sopranos actress. A witness from the Bill Cosby trial takes the stand at the Harvey Weinstein trial. Plus, robot alibi. Clean up in the department. Could Marty the robot give this suspect an alibi in the missing mom murder investigation? Then, impeachment trial ratings. Is America watching? Monotonous, dull. Boring. And the show must go on. The last-minute preparations for the most controversial Grammy show ever. Plus, paralyzed groom. Nothing will stop him from having his first dance with his bride. You were my and the Jumbotron King. 30 screens in 30 days. How he did it. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A second case of coronavirus has been confirmed here in this country. While in China, a total of 46 million people effectively are on lockdown as travel in, in and out of more than a dozen cities in that country has been banned. Even though the risk of contracting the disease here in America is low, protect, protective face masks have become hard to find. As Jim Murray reports, some question whether they even work. You see them everywhere, face masks. Here at LAX, passengers on international flights are being monitored for symptoms, including fever, coughs, and trouble breathing. Many of them are landing wearing surgical face masks like these. But do they actually work? Any sort of mask is going to be better than no mask at all. But Dr. Rashini Raj told our Les Trent, commercially available masks only go so far. The kind of masks that the general public is using, they don't block out all the air. You're still breathing in air from the outside. And the other problem with coronavirus is we're still learning for this particular virus. How is it transmitted? Is it more by breathing in the virus particles or by touching contaminated surfaces and then touching your mouth or nose? Here in New York, there appears to be a run on surgical masks. We tried to buy them and they were sold out in 20 pharmacies. But mask or no mask, Dr. Raj has one key tip. And as always during this time of year, practice good hand hygiene. The coronavirus outbreak is being compared to the 2011 movie Contagion. Gwyneth Paltrow gets sick during an outbreak of an unstoppable infection that kills millions. 
it spreads with just a handshake. The scenes in China where the coronavirus outbreak erupted are astonishing. A suspected coronavirus patient was placed in a quarantine box before being taken to the hospital. Another patient was transported in a see-through plastic tube. Videos are surfacing supposedly showing people collapsing in the street, although their authenticity is unknown. Huge parts of China are in lockdown, including Shanghai Disneyland. One city is building a 1,000-bed hospital from scratch just for coronavirus patients. They plan to open it in just one week. Currently, 50 people in 22 states here in America are being monitored. It's a stupid prank. It's called the ding-dong ditch. You ring someone's doorbell and then you run before anyone answers the door. But when a group of teenagers did the doorbell ditch at one home in California, three of them ended up dead killed, cops say, by an irate homeowner who chased the teens with his car. It's called Ding Dong Ditch. YouTube is filled with videos of kids ringing doorbells and making a run for it. The prank is even featured in this ad for the ring doorbell. But in a shocking twist, Ding Dong Ditch has turned tragic for these three teens. Cops say they did the prank, and the homeowner in Riverside County, California, was so furious, he pursued them in his car and then intentionally ran them off the road. 16-year-old best friends Daniel Hawkins, Drake Ruiz, and Jacob Ivascu were all killed in the collision. Three other teens survived the crash, including the driver, who says they were horrified when homeowner Anuraj Chandra chased them down in his car and rammed into them. Chandra was charged with murder. When he appeared in court this week, he showed no emotion. Outside court, the devastated parents of the three inseparable friends who were killed spoke out. People are really stepping up and standing with us, and we're... <coughs> Craig Hawkins choked up as he remembered his son, a gifted athlete. Debbie Ruiz remembered her son as someone who loved to make others laugh. Joy and happiness were his main uh, priorities in life, and we had a lot of fun together. Now these parents are trying to come to grips with how their sons lost their lives, all over a silly prank. Court records show the suspect had faced misdemeanor domestic violence charges last year. He has not yet entered a plea in connection with the teenager's deaths. Prosecutors say they may seek the death penalty. Her testimony at the Harvey Weinstein trial was harrowing, and the fact that Annabella Sciorra went on to make another movie for the disgraced producer after she says she was attacked surprised many. But today, a sex crimes expert told the court that rape victims, quote, almost always go back to their perpetrator. Diane McInerney with a look at today's trial action. More dramatic testimony today in the trial of Harvey Weinstein, following actress Annabella Sciorra's blistering testimony. Weinstein shuffled into court, once again using that notorious walker. A sexual assault expert was called to explain why the actress did not call police after she says she was raped by Weinstein at her Manhattan apartment in 1993. Sciorra, best known for her role in The Sopranos, even took a role in another Weinstein movie after the alleged rape. This is crazy. Forensic psychiatrist Dr. Barbara Ziv told the jury the vast majority of sexual assault victims do not report. Very few people tell a doctor or counselor. Even fewer report to law enforcement. She said that Shiora fits a pattern, continuing to associate with their alleged rapists. 
Contact can range from text messages, emails, to continuing in a relationship, or developing one even if it did not exist before the sexual assault. This expert is a way to show that, no, this is actually normal behavior. It makes these witnesses and accusers to come more credible in the eyes of the jury. Dr. Ziv was also an expert prosecution witness in the sexual assault trial of Bill Cosby in 2018. Actress Rosie Perez was seen entering the court today to testify against Weinstein. Perez is expected to testify that Annabella Sciorra confided to her many years later that Weinstein attacked her, saying, quote, I think something bad happened to me. I think I was raped. I don't want him to get me again. Another actress, Oscar winner Mira Sorvino, took to social media to complain about Court TV's coverage of Shior's heart-wrenching testimony. She did not tell anybody. She did not call the police. She did not pick up the phone. She did not use 911. She did not tell her best friend. She did not tell her mother. Court TV, how dare you continue to bring on criminal defense attorneys to poke holes in Annabella's testimony, she posted. In fact, on the stand today, Rosie Perez confirmed many of the details of Annabella Shiora's testimony. Perez testified that Shiora had told her about the assault and swore her to secrecy. Harvey Weinstein has denied all allegations of non-consensual sex. In other news today, the impeachment trial of President Trump continues in the U.S. Senate following a day in which the Democrats argued that if the president wasn't trying to encourage an investigation of Joe Biden's son, then what other explanation is there for withholding millions of military support for Ukraine? Meantime, ratings for the hearings are coming under scrutiny. Is the impeachment trial must-see TV? 11 million people tuned in Tuesday. On Wednesday, it was down to 9 million, a drop of 19%. By comparison, the explosive Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings drew an audience of 20 million. Even the president is concerned about the ratings. My lawyers will be forced to start on Saturday, he tweeted, which is called Death Valley in TV. Stephen Colbert is actually impressed with the ratings. 11 million viewers. That's a lot of people, okay? That's, that's not Super Bowl ratings. But it's at least puppy bowl ratings. The TV ratings are horrific. Fox News is declining to carry the proceedings live wall to wall. Their hosts say it's boring. It's boring. I think it's super boring. It is boring. It will make you fall asleep. I fell asleep. Have these people watched any congressional hearing ever? They're all boring. Republican senators say they're not surprised the ratings are low. Why are Americans not tuning in? They're not tuning in because it's the same thing day after day at this point. Republican support for the president still seems rock solid. Republican senators have been warned, vote against the president and your head will be on a pike. Have Republican senators really been told that their heads will be on a pike if they don't fall into party lines? Do you feel threatened? <laughs> I don't feel threatened at all. And look at this, a huge delivery from Hershey's since candy is the only food senators are permitted to eat on the Senate floor. The Connecticut man accused of murdering his estranged wife was back in court, accused of destroying a memorial honoring his late wife. Meantime, his former girlfriend, a co-defendant in the case, is offering up a novel alibi in her defense. It's being called the robot alibi. Could this supermarket store robot offer an alibi in a high-profile murder case? The robot's name is Marty, and it can be found inside stop-and-shop stores in the Northeast USA. 
the robot roams the aisles, reporting spills, debris, and other hazards. Clean up rooms in the produce department. Now, this suspect, Michelle Traconis, says Marty the robot can clear her of any involvement in the disappearance of missing Connecticut mom, Jennifer Dulos. Traconis says she was shopping and took photographs of herself and a store robot just after 9:10 a.m. around the time when cops say Jennifer was slain in May 2018. Traconis has been charged with conspiracy to commit murder. Her ex-boyfriend, Jennifer's estranged husband, Fotis Dulos, is charged with the slaying. They both deny the charges. But police say they have surveillance footage of both Dulos and Traconis dumping Jennifer's bloodstained clothes into trash cans. Dulos is facing more accusations today for dismantling a memorial set up in Jennifer's name near his house. The 54-year-old luxury home developer appeared in court yesterday where his lawyer tried to explain his bizarre behavior. This isn't a memorial to Jennifer. It's a means of taunting Mr. Dulos. But the judge called Dulos stupid for messing with the memorial and issued strict new guidelines tightening Dulos's house arrest. Yes, I am worried about it. This is a bad day for us. We went to the memorial today and found it had been rebuilt by neighbors, angry over what Dulos had done. They added this purple ribbon around the tree that reads, Justice for Jennifer. Under new house arrest guidelines, Dulos is allowed to leave his home only to go to church, the doctor, or to meet with his attorneys. On a much lighter note, it's kind of a big deal to be at the game and get your picture on the Jumbotron. It is a really big deal to get on the Jumbotron at 30 different NBA games in just 30 days. And here's the guy who did it. This dancing, prancing, costume-clad character has a love for basketball that's not only huge, it's Jumbo. The super fan is on a mission to attend 30 NBA games in 30 days and get himself on the Jumbotron at every arena every night. One goofy appearance after another, after another, gaining national attention. Made it his goal to visit 30 arenas in 30 days and get on the Jumbotron. Are you serious? <laughs> He started his quest on Christmas Day and last night completed his journey in Portland, celebrating with a little disco, hip-shaking action before the packed arena. And here's that fan, 28-year-old David DeLooper, the Jumbotron king himself. I was a guy that really wanted to get on the Jumbotron and had a good time doing it. We've had a good time watching. David, by the way, says he spent about $350 on all those costumes. Says he got a good deal because he bought them all the day after Halloween. Next, the show must go on. The last-minute preparations for the most controversial Grammy show ever. Then, sex tuplets turn 12. Happy birthday, Brady, Eli, Ryan, Jackson, Charlie, and Mackenzie. We watch them come into the world, going to school for the first time. I'm two minutes older than you. Now they're about to become teenagers, plus paralyzed groom. Nothing will stop him from having his first dance with his bride. You were my Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. The Grammy Awards has always been a high-profile event, but this year charges of vote rigging from the Academy's recently suspended head threatened to overshadow the actual awards. But the show will go on despite the cloud. Victoria Ricano is outside the arena where Sunday's awards will be held. She's got the latest. 
Deborah, I'm here outside the Staples Center where preparations are underway for music's biggest night. As you can see, the red carpet is already rolled out. And even though there's a cloud hanging over this year's Grammys, the show must go on. The stage is set and the sea cards are in place. Lizzo, Ariana Grande, Shania Twain, and the Jonas Brothers will all be in the audience. It's not our first time on the Grammy stage, but it's been a while since we were up there together. Brandi Carlisle and Tanya Tucker were on stage for a pre-Grammy rehearsal. I feel really excited and I'm ready. Demi Lovato is making her return to the Grammy stage. It's her first live performance since her headline-making overdose in July 2018. In an Apple interview, she talks about the song she's performing, originally recorded four days before her overdose. I almost listen back and hear these lyrics as a cry for help. And you kind of listen back to it and you kind of think, how did nobody listen to this song and think, yeah. let's help this girl? One report on Friday says Taylor Swift will not attend the Grammys, though she has three nominations. Just gonna go have fun. No one out there that I know of in the audience actively hates me. In her new Netflix documentary, Miss Americana, she opens up about once being afflicted with an eating disorder, triggered by unflattering photos. A picture of me where I feel like I look like my tummy was too big, or someone said that I look pregnant, and that'll just trigger me to just starve a little bit. Just stop eating. Lizzo has the most nominations, eight, and she will perform. The Grammys has said any allegations of impropriety with their process are, quote, categorically false, misleading, and wrong. We'll be out on the red carpet on Sunday covering the awards. Still to come, sex tuplets turn 12. Happy birthday, Brady, Eli, Ryan, Jackson, Charlie, and Mackenzie. Plus, paralyzed groom. Nothing will stop him from having his first dance with his bride. You were my They wowed the world when they were born. Now these sex tuplets are showing us what life is like today. Here they are, all six of them. Happy birthday to you. They're very competitive. They sure are growing up fast. They're in the sixth grade now. Into the Republic for which it stands. And they almost fill up a classroom. Inside Edition has been following the Byler sextuplets from outside Tampa ever since their parents, Caroline and Ben, welcomed them into the world in 2007. Eli, Brady, Ryan, Jackson, Charlie, and one girl, Mackenzie. Big sister Zoe didn't know who to say hello to first. Zoe is now 16. The sextuplets each have their own style and love different sports. Mackenzie is quite the gymnast. And if seven kids wasn't enough, meet their newest addition, 18-month-old Rory. When the sextuplets come home from school, the chaos begins. Hey guys, wait for me. Zoe has her own big bedroom. Mackenzie does too. While the six boys all share one room with bunk beds. Hurry up! And they have to share one bathroom too. It's not fair at all. Tough look, guys. Stop! It's sheer madness, absolutely every day. The kids pitch in to help with chores, even little Rory. Dinner time is hectic. Just think, they'll all be teenagers soon. Eight is enough. <laughs> yes, it is. When we come back, an unforgettable wedding dance.
Finally today, an accident left him paralyzed. And when he got married, there was no stopping that first dance. This groom is paralyzed from the waist down, but he's still about to dance his first dance at his wedding with a little help from his friends. Chance Vizi was struck by a car 10 years ago, but he wouldn't let go of his dream to dance at his wedding with the love of his life, Molly. So his best buddies strapped their legs to his for support, and up he goes. You were my strength when I was weak. Their first dance to Celine Dion's Because You Loved Me. It was unreal. It was, more, I mean, just more than you could ever expect. Chance says he was inspired by this video we showed you last year of another wheelchair-bound groom using similar leg straps to dance with his bride. It just gave me a sense of fulfillment from, you know, being a man and standing tall and her actually being her head on my chest. When the moment actually came and you saw him and you're dancing, describe that moment, Molly. I don't know another, a better word um, for it than just magical. <laughs> Beautiful way to start a life together. That's Inside Edition. Thanks for watching. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.